to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I am your host, Scott White. I am joined once again by my good friend, Steph DeWagoner and her flagellant animals. <laughs> flagellant? I think that, is that, is that the word you want to use? Yes. I think you mean flatulent. Flatulent. Yes, flatulent. Flagellant. I'm going to look up what flagellant means that way. I know. It sounds like it's patriotic. Um, we are here. This is a little, uh, this is a little off the beaten path. We are going to do a podcast on an episode of the Chevy Chase show where Dan Aykroyd a guest appearance on it. He was a guest on the Chevy Chase uh, show. Uh, back in 1993, Fox gave Chevy Chase a late night show. There was, this was... John, Johnny Carson had retired. Johnny Carson had retired. And the Tonight Show. Letterman moved to CBS. Leno got the late show, uh, got the Tonight Show. And it was it was a big. I just remember there being a big the late night wars. The late night wars. Late there was night. even a made for TV movie about made it. made for TV movie, which Letterman can't stand, and he he always makes fun of it when he when he had the chance. But one of the people in this late night war was Chevy Chase. They gave him a talk. Yeah, they Fox gave him a talk show. Fox, who was also still in sort of their infancy as a growing network some somewhat you know this was post simpson post married with children but they had not really ever forayed into late night shows except for joan rivers and that the joan rivers show had failed had failed joan rivers went to fox because john and oh that caused a big uh, brouhaha right. between her and johnny carson right but we're not here to talk about that right <laughs> We're here to talk about an awful, awful... I, I want to get it out. I'm a big Chevy Chase fan. Me too. I like Chevy Chase. Yes. I like his movies. I know he has a... He's a cranky old man. He's a cranky old... He was a cranky old man even when he was a young man. And he has a reputation of being hard to work with. blah dee blah dee blah I enjoy... I, I'm a big, big fan of Chevy Chase. Well, you know, I, at, at work, at my regular job at Blinds.com, at, at my day job, uh, one of the perks we got is after you've been there for a year, they do a movie poster. You get to pick any movie, and, they'll, and they they put you in a movie poster. And I picked Foul Play. Foul Play is one of my all-time favorite movies, and that's a great Chevy Chase vehicle. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Love Christmas Vacation. Uh, Fletch. Fletch, of course. I'm a big fan of Funny Farm, too. Which I is... love Funny Farm. I, anytime Goldie, Hawn, and Chevy Chase are together, so it seems like old times, actually, I enjoy. Um, so, yes, I'm a Chevy Chase fan, and I can look past his... Per, his per, 
his know, which personal is. antics. Yes. 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 I can look past it because honestly, a lot of people who have achieved whatever level of success he has achieved has achieved in life are difficult people to work with, and they're particular, and they're assholes. And can I say that? And yeah. Uh, yeah. They're fucking assholes. Oh, yay! Woo! Okay. I, I do have to laugh because when you gave me this content to look at, I was like, all right, why am I getting this? Well, I think my quality of content has gone down. So we're going to have to find some good. Uh, the last one we did was 50 First Dates. That was good. That, that was, was true. yeah. That was, true. that was good. I, I gave you this one because it's weird and <laughs> it's it's weird and unique. And I, I know you you get it. Yes. A lot of people would look at this and like, what? You get it. Uh, uh, here's what I'll say. You know me. I've got a, and any listeners who've listened to me on your podcast before, I have a pretty good knowledge, a pretty encyclopedic knowledge of TV, pop culture, mm -hmm. movies. I, I, again, big Chevy Chase fan. This completely escaped me. When I watched it, I don't ever remember watching an episode of this show, ever. I don't know if I watched an episode or not. I remember it. I remember the commercials, bunch of commercials. They were Fox was really, really pushing this, and Fox put a lot of money behind this as yeah, well. Yeah, I have to say, after I watched this, I watched another uh, uh, blogger, but another some more YouTube content just about the show because I wanted to get some more history it's about the show. It's from Hats Off Entertainment, that yes. YouTube channel. It's yeah. a, I. This is. He, he this person doesn't sponsor the show but hats off entertainment is a very good YouTube channel and he's got a he's got a good piece on there that talks about basically the uh, the failure of this show and uh, it's good so if you want a little background on the Chevy Chase show he talks about how Fox they renamed this theater the Chevy Chase theater they give they pay him in advance they they really put a lot of faith in him and the team and the show yeah. that it's going to be Fox's big ticket to to grab him to the late league. night they never made a footprint in, in late night before this yep so let's just get I, I, I don't know what ch the, the Chevy Chase show only lasted five weeks five weeks I have no idea where this show falls in it's I, I probably it, it seems early it me. seems early and if you look at a bunch of the early shows it's Chevy Chase's Friends, Dan Aykroyd, Goldie Hawn, Dave Thomas, people he's worked with before. I'm nodding. Nobody can see me nodding. Yes, yes. I'm nodding. I gotta remember we're on a podcast. Yeah. I'm not nodding you. So this is where he cashed in a favor. Dan, come on my show because, as we'll learn later, Dan is not really promoting anything. Right. He's just there to. He's just there to help Chevy. It's a cold opening where Chevy Chase. <laughs> Chevy Chase is sitting in a barber's chair, lathered up, and they're in the makeup room. They're in the makeup room. And Dan Aykroyd is shaving with a straight razor. Chevy Chase is like, where's my makeup man? Where? Right. And Dan Aykroyd is like, I can shave you. Oh, my gosh. They start. He starts shaving him. And <laughs> it's like he's using the Mayway straight razor. Yeah. It's like it's like straight out of the straight out of a, a Dan Aykroyd, you know, was it Irving Mainway, the, the bag full of glass? Yes. <laughs> Halloween. It's like, it's like the Mainway uh, uh, personal facial. Razor. Well, the joke is Dan Aykroyd is shaving Chevy Chase and he keeps slitting his throat and he just starts bleeding all over the place during but, this sketch. You can see the camera crew in the mirror. It, it, it's it was that unprofessional. I mean, it's not one of those blatantly where it was there. For, you could blatantly see the camera crew 
in the mirror. It, was <laughs> it does harken back to an original, not ready for primetime's players, kind of gross out, funny. I mean, you totally would have seen this sketch on SNL in 1975. Absolutely. 100%. I would agree with that. So it's, so it's somewhat nostalgic in that sense of like, that's the kind of comedy you would expect from these two. It's and, and of course, Chevy's face is getting all cut up and he's nonplussed by it. Oh, I just need a little styptic. No, no problem. You know, but but it's gross because he's bleeding everywhere, you know. So, but yeah, right off the bat, I'm like, uh-oh, the quality of this is not great. No. The, what is good is the intro. The yes. Chevy Chase. There's this claymation stop animation, motion. stop motion animation Chevy Chase, you know, on tonight's show, Dan Aykroyd, so-and-so, another person you haven't heard of. And <laughs> That's the other thing. The guest list is super weird. Yeah. The like, guest it, list is, if they're trying to garner... Uh, I don't. It's almost like they're trying to copy like a charming Tonight Show guest list in a way with like um, you know Dan Aykroyd. Here's your big celebrity, and then like folksy oddity, you know, uh, newspaper person, and then sort of B-list celebrity, right? Which we'll get to that. We'll in get a to that. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, but the stop motion's good. The premise is that he's going all around Hollywood, grabbing letters off of famous Hollywood signs to make his logo. Yes, to make up the letters for the Chevy the Chase Chevy show. Chase show. That, that's the best part. That is, is a, honestly the best. That part is of the honestly show. the best part of the show. Hundred percent agreed. He comes down. I guess his deal was to walk down a flight of stairs to his audience, <laughs> and he doesn't do a monologue he he says a couple of things he's chewing gum he goes that'll come into play later and he turns it over to the, the band and he has a keyboard at his desk so he starts playing along with the band he looks good Chevy Chase looks good he's about 50 years old here I think um or close to 50 maybe 48 49 he looks good you know um yeah he's he's thin he hasn't lost he, you can see his hair is going but it hasn't gone yet he he looks he's a nice good-looking mature-looking man. He hasn't done anything weird to himself. Right. And he sits down and then he has this weird back and forth with the announcer, Arch. Hey Chevy, we're going to try to do what? Chevy? Yeah. It's Arch. Uh did you know that uh, one out of 9 people in this country have a hearing problem? That's about 28 million people. What? I say 28 million, 28 million compromised people in the hearing department, and only one in four do anything about it. It sounds good, Art. Well, part of the reason is the embarrassment of the obtrusive device, but now they have a miniaturized cylindrical device that's a quarter inch in diameter, a half inch long, that fits into the auditory canal next to the tympanic membrane. And it's made of self-adjusting spongy material that's perfectly comfortable and completely invisible. Oh, that's fine, Arch. I just don't want any uh, mushrooms or onions, okay? What? What? Arch? What? Are you okay? What? Do you have any sound effects for me? Yeah, I do. What do you got? What is that, Arch? Uh, castanets. Castanets. Okay, well, I, I know you're going to get that sound effects room together. I am. Have a good show. You know, the DA is here. Okay. All right. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Arch. I want to get rid of him. With about the sound effects and about, it's supposed to be another bit, right? It's supposed, it's to, be supposed to be a bit, bit. but it, it, I, and maybe it's a, maybe it's, it's a running bit, right? 
That's why we didn't get it because right. we watched this out of uh, out of context. Because it was supposed to be like a public service announcement about hearing people, adults with hearing issues here, and it turns into this weird thing about he can't hear, he can't hear, weird sound effects. I I feel I have a feeling too. It is some kind of a sound effect bit that we don't. It's got to be a running gag when it just the audience is just as baffled as we are. <laughs> then we go to <laughs> the crying game. Oh my god. I was like, what is, what? I, I, when I first saw the logo, where, you know, Chevy Chase, and it's the, the new game show that's sweeping the nation. It's The Crying Game. And this was the early 90s. This is when the movie The Crying Game had been out. This is when the movie The Crying so Game. So at first I was like, no. That's what I thought. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, the movie The Crying Game. 1992. It's about... Uh, a man... <laughs> I want to hear your description. <laughs> I've never seen the movie, but what it is, it's about a man who dresses as a woman, and is, and you believe that he's a woman. He he looks like a woman. And he murders someone, and he and he seduces a man. It's it's a whole weird... It's it, 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 playing with gender, gender roles and all yeah, that. Yeah, there's a whole big trans... You know, but it's yes. also a murder mystery. Yes. It and it was very it was a big. It was a big movie. In it 92. was a big movie. It was a big deal for the time having the, like this and uh, like a kiss of the Spider Woman, where these male actors were were playing female impersonators, but weren't doing it for laughs, like you see in the movies, like Uncle Milty with a. Right. It was like they were made up. <laughs> the birdcage. The birdcage. Yes. <laughs> So I'm like, they're just using, they're just using the title, the crying. It's not actually going to be the crying game. Right, right, right. They they couldn't possibly do that. That is exactly what they do. I was like, man, you could not do that now. No, you oh could not. No, no, no. The premise being, it's sort of a dating game esque setup. Three ladies, three single ladies, not single. They're not even single. Ladies. They're three ladies. And the premise is after a round of sort of dating game style questions, uh, guess who's the man? Guess which one is the man? And he presents them as sort of like a model, um, uh, an actress, an actress and a teacher or something. Teacher, yeah. Something. And so the questions are sort of tongue in cheek, kind of cheeky, dating game, kind of cutesy, uh, sexy I questions. I will say that Chevy Chase pulls off the cheesy game show host. He switches into that mode. But this is this is something that started... He can't talk in this episode. Did you notice how many times that he was... Like tongue-tied or... Tongue-tied or mispronouncing a word? I mean, it goes through the entire show. By the way, I guessed wrong in the game show. I picked the wrong person. I guessed wrong, man. too. <laughs> we won't spoil it for you in case you watch yes, it. Yes, in case you watch it. And it, even in the pace, even the pace of that is weird. Like the ladies that are the panel, that are the the contestants, the pace is weird. They all have this weird kind of like. It's not scripted because if it was, it would have flown. It flown. It would have flowed better. But Chevy Chase asked these people questions, and they answer them like regular people. It like they're they're off guard. They didn't know it was coming, so it would definitely. I don't, not rehearsed or... I had to stop when I was watching it because I was like, wait a minute, when did the crying game come out? Okay, 92, and this is supposed to be 93. Because and, and, he mentions one of the guests is an actress in the movie The Joy Luck Club, which came out in 93, and The Joy Luck Club was a big, independent 
movie at the time, uh, big Asian cast movie, which yes. was the, which was uh, was one of those word of mouth kind of movies where people you know really talked a lot about it, and so it did harken back to a certain time for me. It did harken back to like I remember I was really watching like Talk Soup. Greg Kinnear was hosting Talk <laughs> Soup at the time. It, it was Talk Soup. It, it was, was Talk about, Soup. It was you know, to- yeah. Um, so it, it, but yeah, I was kind of surprised. It just it sort of made me chuckle that I was like. Good luck. Like, Jimmy Fallon or Seth Seth Meyers, there's no way they could do a sketch like that. Can you imagine? Like, guess the man. You know, wouldn't. No way. No. And I believe this is something that was, like, I remember a version of this being on, like, the Howard Stern show. Where they would do it on the radio. They would it, do, it, it's not anything crazy. It's your, it's, old not, standard, it's, it's your old standard game show premise. It's your game sketch. show premise. And they're supposed to, you know, shock people. It's kind of lazy. At this point, I'm like, what is this show? It's like super disjointed. It is. And we'll get to that, too. It was very... And who's the the man? Stand up and... Okay. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. It was like, well, what... What was the point of the... I... I guess they were trying to put him in something where... Since he wasn't doing a traditional monologue, which in the other content I watched about this show, he was terrible at... Um, and so they had to fill the time in the beginning with something. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were figuring if they put a sketch, putting him in a role where he's more comfortable acting in a sketch. Yep. I guess that's the idea. And again, this being the only episode that I have seen or can remember seeing is... I remember seeing the episode with him and Goldie Hawn. I saw some clips from that, yeah. yes. And... Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what the beginning. Part of me is curious and wants to see, and part of me was like, "This was so terrible. I don't ever want to watch any I, of I it don't, again." Yeah, I would not want to go back. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to Dan Aykroyd yet. No. Uh, then we go to commercial. We come back, and this is when the first he introduces Dan Aykroyd as Elwood Blues through the model. It's like it's it's terrible. It was he, he, and he's reading it. I don't. And now I'm not suggesting at this point Chevy Chase has been clean, uh, clean for a while. I don't. Maybe it was nerves. I, That's one of the reasons why I feel like it's it's earlier in this run because Dan Aykroyd's a pretty good friend, so that would be like a big ticket friend to have on early to get some uh, to get some ratings. And I feel like he was making so many little gaffes that it seemed like it was he hadn't worked out the kinks yet, you know. So, yeah, so he introduces him as Elwood Blues. Elwood Blues, and he does... Oh, my gosh. Rubber Biscuit. Right. And it's terrible. It's a it's a terrible version. God bless Dan Aykroyd. I, this is what, what, what I thought it was. You and I have done a lot of corporate shows. We've done a lot of corporate entertainment. Bit, small corporate shows, big corporate shows. We've emceed events. Mm. It looked like... It reminded me of when I've seen them hire Blues Brothers impersonators for like the Xerox annual sales meeting. That is exactly what it looked like. <laughs> he was wearing jeans and motorcycle boots. He was wearing the it, it, so it wasn't the entire Blues Brothers outfit. There's killer versions of this song on on his on the. I feel albums. like you need the audience a little more. Invested you do in need this the audience, and it needs to be a big band. It was a small band. This this is a big band song. The audience wasn't really reacting. And the audience wasn't into it. And it it was just a really piss poor. I don't know. I, it seriously reminded me of like, we've hired Dan Aykroyd. To we've come had, we've hired a Dan Aykroyd impersonator. Right, that's exactly what it looked like. 
And there's a lot of commercial breaks. I know. So he he does one song. Fox has got to pay for this show. He's do, he does one song and then he goes to the couch. And I wish the commercials would have been in there. I would have liked to see what commercials were on there from '92. I, I I enjoy that too. Sometimes you'll watch a show on YouTube and they leave the commercials in. Yeah, I'm you're like, like oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. You you can see that there is there's general affection between Chevy Chase and I'm Danny. so glad you said that. That's the one positive out of this whole thing is I felt like the, there was genuine friendship, genuine love, genuine appreciation for him coming on the show. All right. Thank you, Tommy. All right, we're here with Danny Ackroyd, one of my close boy. Am I glad to see you? I hey, baby. You. All right. There you go. Oh, look at this. Oh, I need like you. Like kissing a golden Labrador. Yeah, it is. Which one of you, us? You, <laughs> I you. You know you. I love you, man. I'd do anything for you. I'll, I'll be here. Yeah. I'll well, back you up right till, you know. Right till the end? Right till the, uh, the okay. end of the show. All right. I'll be here. I'll stay. Oh, we have, we have a lot of memories together. We sure do. I felt that was 100% sincere. That was 100% sincere. I believe that, like, Ackroyd is the only one of the original cast that can really, maybe not stand him, but... Because he calls him his best friend. Chevy Chase calls Dan Ackroyd his best friend. And I'm just wondering if that would still be... If that would have been... If, if John Belushi was still alive. We got this mustachioed, early 90s Dan I know, Ackroyd. And, and he, Dan Aykroyd, he doesn't look good in a mustache. No, it reminds me of my old boyfriend that I was dating at the time when I was doing shows at a theater here. And it was about to say that Kiefer Sutherland was sporting a mustache in a, in a movie where he's like a cowboy. It, 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 all, it was this early 90s mustache. Well, no, but Dan Aykroyd wore the mustache. Remember when he was doing Nixon with a mustache? No, I don't remember Yes, that. it was like the, his second oh, year. Oh, that's on, right. That's he right. grew a mustache. Yeah. And was, this so is he, like a different mustache, though. This was a different mustache. This was, but like in. He's doing Nixon with a mustache. That's right. That's right. That's back though when they were doing like Chevy Chase did Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. In no, no way that they would do like on SNL now. Like they, there's a new cast member they specifically hired because of this guy's uh, Biden impression. Right. You know. So yeah, it was in no way, shape, or form an impression. More of a like a nod to like a satire. The right. I mean, Ackroyd's impressions were yes, were yes, fantastic yes. on the nose. Uh, Nixon, Jimmy Carter. So they, they, but I do feel like the affection between those two was sincere. But poor Dan Ackroyd, he comes off of doing this performance. They literally gave him. Uh, they must have given him two seconds. He's sitting there the whole time. He's sweating. sweating. He's patting himself with paper towels. <laughs> yeah. and, He's he's like trying to be you know uh, congenial and and talk with Chevy and he's sweating and he's out of breath. I don't and the Chevy Chase is not a good interviewer because and I don't know if it's because they're so close but he's like oh remember Saturday Night Live and well it's yeah. a little bit like when Fallon's got somebody like when he's got you know Maya Rudolph on or something mm. they start to get a little like inside jokey mm. of like remember this and it's fun but it's mm. also like well we weren't. We weren't there, yeah. so I don't know. It is nice. They talk a little bit about SNL. They talk they, they they really brush over Belushi. It, yeah, they really brush brush over. Tell a couple of old stories. You know, they talk about going to the White House and and Chevy Chase. I guess got asked to come to the White House. It was probably for like the White House. I I bet it's for like the pro, correspondence, correspondence dinner. dinner. 
and you know to play Gerald Ford, I'm sure. And, and then uh, Ackroyd and Belushi came as yeah. their his bodyguards right. dressed as the Blues Brothers. The um, they talked, they mentioned a little bit about the current cast. Oh, I watched they bring, it all the time. They bring up Phil Hartman. I they give Phil Hartman a shout out. Yep, I thought that was nice. And they bring up their they bring up spies like us. Yes, which. <laughs> As a palate cleanser, after this and after the content I watched about kind of the failure of this show, mm. I was like, I need to watch something else. So I watched a clip of the test scene from Spies Like Us when they have to take the test, and yeah. he's got the he's got the eye patch and the fake cast. Yeah. And so that made me feel good because that was good, like Chevy Dan Aykroyd mm. chemistry, good right. comedy, good yeah. It's completely ridiculous. I like Spies Like Us. I, I love Spies Like Us. I love Spies Like they Us. They talked about filming that and, you know, they could have filmed it anywhere, but they went on location, in you know. Morocco or, yeah. yes. Yeah. Isn't that where Dan Aykroyd met, like, re, kind of re-engaged with Donna Dixon? No, no. He met on Dr. Detroit, Dr. Detroit and married. So he was, that was his, and because he said, because he said in interviews, Chevy Chase and Donna Dixon end up together in that movie. Right, right, And right. he's like, I don't care how close you are to a guy, you don't want to see him kissing your wife. Because they, right. they had to kiss. I didn't know if Now, Dan Aykroyd gets to make out with the hot Russian woman, right. woman in that movie. So I couldn't remember if they had met on Dr. Detroit and then like didn't really get together again. But you're right. That's exactly. Yeah. He's married to Donna Dixon. Okay, but anyway, Spies Like Us. So they tell some stories about that. It's fine. It's okay. It's... It's not riveting television. Um, it's the high point of the show. It's the high point of the show. Because then we cut to a commercial. Wait, had they done the rubber band thing yet? Or no, because okay. we come back with the, the bubble-blowing woman. When was the rubber bands? That comes at, that oh. comes after that. Okay. Stay tuned for the rubber band. The rubber band. Rubber band man. <laughs> so, so there's been this whole build-up the whole show about the bubble gum. About the yes, because he's chewing gum. He's like, ah, this is going to become apparent later. In every commercial break, they're like, "Stay tuned for whatever her name is." Oh, what? Oh, uh, does the blub, the bubble blow the bubble blah, 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 the news update comes after oh, that? Oh, that's right, that's right. They do so a very comfortable, familiar Chevy. They can't call it weekend update, but completely news update borrowed from hundred percent news update. News update, and it's Chevy Chase fumbling over the news. Ruth Bader Ginsburg began her term as Supreme Court Justice today. Justice Clarence Thomas said that today would be long remembered as the dawn of a new era of sexual equality with, where any qualified person could be on the Supreme Court, even a chick. <laughs> and in a moment of extremely poor judgment at the health care hearings on Capitol Hill, Hillary Clinton turned her back on Senator Bab Popwood. I did. Turned her back on Senator Bob Packwood. <laughs> Thought you liked that, Bob. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was definitely supposed to be like the "I'm Chevy Chase" and you're not. It was supposed to be that. Well, kind of he thing. says, "I'm Chevy Chase," and some from the audience says, "And you're not." I'm right. And he doesn't. I think they're supposed to. I think that I felt like was. Like, I don't think I don't know if he was allowed to say it, but the audience, whatever. This is an observation I will make. Chevy Chase, as we have said, is known. He's a he's a cranky, sarcastic old man, <laughs> and he he's not play, He's trying to be a nice guy. He he's sort of playing against type here, and I think that works against him. He's trying to be the nice, congenial host. He's not 
smart assing back at, at people, which I think might have made the show a little bit more interesting. So the whole idea behind bringing this in was that he was not comfortable doing a monologue. And so they put they put this in as a way to get some topical humor out. It's obviously a format he's supposed to be comfortable and familiar. It's something people like him mm -hmm. in. You know, remember he was only on SNL for, for one, one season. season. Yeah, it seemed longer, but it was just the one season. And then, um, and then Dan Aykroyd, ironically, and Jane Curtin, and take Jane over, Curtin took over the news. take over weekend of things. They did the same thing with Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers standing and delivering a monologue was not good. For no, him. he went behind the desk. Yeah, one of the stories that Chevy Chase does is it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg's <laughs> first week as being a justice. A justice. She re she has recently passed away. It's it's just really weird. Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Katie Couric are brought up in this, and just last week, those two are in a story together where Katie Couric interviewed Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg made some not so politically correct comments about Colin Kaepernick. So Katie Couric left that out of the article that she was writing. So it's just really weird that these two people that were mentioned almost 30 years ago in the same show, 30 years later, are now in in a segment. Are, are their names are connected 30 years later? Yes. Uh, but he does the he does the weekend update or the news update. He get this is where he gets his biggest laugh. He gets a couple of big laughs here. It's what we it's what we as an audience remember and like seeing Chevy doing. So besides movies, but it means from SNL, it's. You know, a lot of people, he really set that format for Weekend Update that they still, to this day, mm -hmm. follow, you know. Then we come back, and it's the bubble-blowing woman. You know, what was it? Did you write down her name? Uh, Susan like Montgomery Williams. Yes. Oh, my God. I thought it was a joke at first. I thought it was a joke. This woman has... Zero personality. And then once you listen to her, you realize it's kind of her shtick. It's kind of her bit yeah. that she's this really flat, kind of emotionless person. But she comes out and she looks pissed off. She does. And Chevy and... and he even says to her... Uh, are you angry? Yeah. Because okay? yeah, she looks bad. She looks angry to be there. And... She's like the Guinness World Record bubble blowing champion, and has at, been for years. At that time, I don't yes. know if it's I don't know if it's changed since then, but at that time, she held the record of blowing the biggest bubble, like these like 25, 26 inch bubble. bubble now bubble. I'm going to confess, I did not watch this segment because I have a thing: gum and people snapping gum and playing with their tongue. I I really it. I can't see you learn something new yeah, about people. I could it makes my skin crawl. Well, I'll tell you. So what happened there? So she's real flat and he kind of is having a little trouble figuring out. And then I think he kind of figures out, oh, she's just got this super dry. But isn't this something that they should have you know pre-screening, pre-interview, they should have known that she's this way? It seems like Chevy was unprepared. For her to come out this way, and she seems really like not impressed. Like, not impressed, and she's she's just super dry. And and this is where Chevy Chase could have been a little bit more sarcastic, but he plays it nice, plays it cool. So she talks all about her bubblegum blowing and how she got into it and how she realized she was good at it, and it's kind of cute and funny. And then he's like, and she's 
he, oh, it's funny because she's talking perfectly clear to him. And he goes, well, do you need some gum? She goes, oh, I got it here. And it's yeah. like been in her mouth the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets her to start blowing some, bu- he, oh, he tries to blow a bubble. And of course it's he terrible. Can't do he blows it, yeah. this little tiny little bubble. Um, and, uh, she starts blowing bubbles and it's pretty impressive. I have to say, um, he, they're going to try to get her to break a record there that night, which she ends up not doing. Um, she blows like a double, like, like she blows a bubble inside of a bubble, which I've never actually seen mm-hmm. anybody do, <laughs> but it is kind of gross. Cause once the bubble pops, she kind of yeah. swarms the gum back into and, her mouth. Yeah, stuff like that. I just, uh, and towards the I end, didn't, I just watched, we just watched Halloween kills. Yes. And none of this, and that, that grosses me out anything <laughs> than I saw in that horror movie. Now I know how to get you. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, um, uh, oh, he does check her mouth out. He brings out like a couple of dental, impl- like dental exam implements, I guess, to see if there's something hidden in her mouth or something. Um, and then towards the end of the segment, she's like, oh, I've got some things for you. And she's got, she's trying to make punny jokes about all this she different keeps type saying of gum. She gum, uh, gum puns. Gumtastic or, yeah, she, yeah. Um, oh, we're right, because she kind of has this gum lingo she uses yeah. about, you know, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of see, like, oh, okay, this is just, like, her weird offbeat personality. Be- because during the show, it's tomorrow on the show, Dave Thomas, the potato chip lady. Which I remember seeing on the NBA show. star A.C. Green. Yes. So who, yes. By the way, I know exactly who the potato chip lady is, because mm. I've seen that clip on The Tonight Show a couple of times of the lady who keeps she collects potato chips in like weird shapes. weird shapes yeah and they, they johnny pranks her by like breaking one or something but it's not really yeah he hurt. takes out a bowl of chips yeah the um <laughs> the uh yeah so the potato chip lady so this is supposed to be the kind of folksy uh you know that feel good human interest story kind of thing dan Aykroyd's kind of sitting there you know watching she give what is she gives dan Aykroyd something she gives him some gum or something uh, and then Chevy's like, I gotta wrap this up. Like, she's trying to give him all this gum yeah. and make these puns about, like, big leech, you know. He's like, okay, great, okay, I gotta go, great, good, gotta go. <laughs> um, and they go to another commercial. And then they come back, and they and this is something, I, I, I saw Chevy Chase do this on The Letterman Show. Oh. So this is, this is a Chevy Chase shtick. You, you put rubber bands above the bridge of your nose. Around your head. Around your head. And you have to get it under your chin, and you can't use your hands. It's, so you, that's like that. What was that game show where they had all the stunts like that? They had, we used to do them for like we used to do oh, them for like I, the C to Z, like the party rap yeah, games. I don't minute to win it or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, minute to win it. It's like a minute to win it the game. And that's how they end the. Sh- it's they, they. I think it's a play. You know, they're playing this music, and Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd are trying. They're making all these goofy faces. It, they're making all these goofy faces while they're trying to get the rubber bands down on their chin. And so they're just it's this license to make funny faces and Chevy's pulling, you know, Dan's down a little bit to kind of help yeah. them. And um, they do this whole bit uh, with the with the rubber bands. And it's just silly. It's just, yeah. I don't, it doesn't bug me. It doesn't bug me, but silly. it's not good television. No. And then... Well, but when he did it with Letterman... Letterman made it work, you know, just being Letterman. Did Letterman do it with him? He, he did it. I think Letterman just, you know, just eventually just took it and... Right. And, I feel like Chevy, it's like he wants, like he wants, he does obviously silly, goofy comedy, 
but it's yeah it's not his true like that's not his true being his no. true so and Dan Aykroyd being a good egg being a good friend he's going along he's like he does mention um, he's got a movie coming My out My Girl 2 My Girl 2 oh because they talk about Jamie Lee Curtis yes they talk about and uh, trading you know he mentions like uh, trading places and and uh, he yeah and he mentions My Girl 2 and he goes gosh I'm not even here to promote anything I'll be back you know you get the idea yeah I'll be back I'll be back when it's time to talk about uh, My Girl 2 My Girl 2 and then there was an oh, actress and I didn't write her name down from, from the Joy, Joy Luck Club and it's like oh sorry you got well, you got bumped because of the bubblegum lady. He goes, we'll have her back tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, yeah. yeah. I think that'll work. And <laughs> I was like, what? They bumped this poor actress for the gum lady for the and gum? the stupid rubber band bit? Like, <laughs> oh my God. And then they well, made, I think, now this is what I think. I know what you're going to say. They they didn't have enough time to interview her, but they still had time left in the so show. So they put the rubber band So they put the rubber band That's in. That's 100% what I thought, yeah. too. Yeah, because I was like, they, they didn't want to bring her out and just be like, great, great, thanks, Clint, you know. And so they wanted to have her back. Because I because I was looking at the time, I'm like, there's only three minutes left. So I, I thought either this isn't a complete episode or she got bumped. I got done with that and I was like, woof. Yeah. Yeesh. So final, and that was it. And roll credits and... Yeah, so then I watched I watched uh, about the failure of this show, which it helped put some things in perspective for me. Because I honestly, like I said, did not remember ever watching this. I mean, I guess there was... Well, so I was many, watching Letterman. Yeah, I guess there were so many people trying to dip their toe in the water at that time for, for talk shows, too, that, you know, maybe it just got kind of lost in there. Oh, the other thing they talked about, though, was that they mistakenly had this airing at 11 p.m., or depending on wherever you are in the country, it basically was going up against your local news. So instead of, you know, like the Tonight Show starts 11.30. Here, yeah, 11.30 10, well, yeah, 10 But after your local news. Right. And uh, this was going up against it. So they weren't getting people as kind of a follow-up after the news. It was supposed to be in lieu of the news. And remember, at the time, people didn't have 900 channels like they have now. So they probably were watching their local news and then going right into the Tonight Show or right, right into Letterman. Letterman. Yeah. yeah, I have to say I was probably watching... Where was I living then? Yeah, I probably was watching Letterman at the time, too. You know, because that just was probably a holdover from college and and whatnot mm -hmm. so yeah it's uh, i mean i like chevy chase it's fun you know it was nice to see dan Aykroyd uh kind of reminiscing with chevy chase mm -hmm. there are definitely better vehicles to see them in yes. together uh than than this if you're curious i guess on youtube you can check it out and i know there's i think they have a i think they have, might have all the episodes but yeah i would not yeah this was just an abysmal thing and it's it's like I know when Conan O'Brien started, they nobody liked him, but eventually he grew, he grew into the role, and and now I believe he's the long, well he was the longest person on on late night. I think he passed Johnny and Dave and Dave being on late night. Really? Yeah, because Carson was on for thirty years. I have to check that back out. Um, longer than Jay Leno? Well, no, yeah, because Leno came on. You're saying Conan was on longer than Jay Leno? Yeah, because Conan was on before Leno took over the... And they're talking about when Leno uh -huh. got... Not his guest starring, but when he took over the... Comment show. below and let us know what you think. Yes. <laughs> or if you know. I think this was more of Chevy Chase is a star. We should, he has a built-in audience. We should 
we should just be right well, out of the gate. It was weird because they were saying they wanted to embrace the youth. They wanted the youth audience. And they, uh, to me, Chevy Chase rides that line of looking kind of like your dad, like kind of at that point, like your dad, yeah. kind of conservative. You know, he's in a suit. He wasn't Arsenio. It's not like Arsenio grabbing the youth audience. Right. Um, he, and, he wasn't Carcinio <laughs> or being or being uh, I mean I think Chevy Chase still had a like there was still a little bit of a reverent kind of comedy you know SNL uh, uh, aura about him but if they were trying to go after the youth audience uh, they said in that that they originally had thought of Dolly Parton as a host for a late night <laughs> show and then they go to Chevy Chase yeah. so I don't know what the executives at Fox were thinking. I think they were just looking for a name yeah. They were looking for a name with a built-in audience. Well, you can lump this one in with the Magic Johnson talk show. Yeah. And... Oh, there's been so many failed talk shows. And this is it. From what I gather, though, Chevy Chase got paid. Uh, somebody asked him about it. And then he goes, well, it was a failure, but I got paid $11 million to do it. I will say, he, his agent or him or whoever, they, they negotiated well. Because, yeah, he got a big advance in the, in the front. I mean, they were quick to rename that theater and, like... It was, uh, yeah, it was yeah, interesting. Yeah, but it was, yeah, this is not something you're going to I will say in general, I've seen Dan Aykroyd on a few like late night talk shows. He's affable and friendly, but I don't know that he's necessarily, I don't know that he necessarily like loves going on these uh, shows. He's not, yeah, he's, he, he wouldn't, ne- nobody would ever say that he's one of their top guests. Right. He's not like Bill Murray. Right. Like when, when Bill Murray was on Letterman, that was, that's like must see viewing. I think Dan is more... There's a clip of uh, when they're doing Ghostbusters 2 or something like that on The Night Show, and Ackroyd just pretty much hands it over to Murray. It's just like, you, you oh, do what, what you do. The gum lady gives him Ghostbusters ectoplasm gum. That's what it was. <laughs> I was trying to remember what the gum lady gave him on the show, yeah. But, yeah, just pass on the pass on the Chevy Chase part of, show. Part of me wanted to watch the Dave Thomas one, and I was like, no, I, I, I don't need to. No, and Martin Short is on one of these, and Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, Chevy. God bless you, Chevy. This was not your vehicle. So, yes. So, we're both going to say just uh, go ahead and uh, just pass. Just pass (laughs) on the Watch Spies Like Us. Watch Spies Like Us. Even watch Nothing But Trouble. I know. Yeah, yeah. Nothing But Trouble. I did a podcast on that. So, go back. That got skewered when it first came out. But I think people are coming around to it now. It being a cult classic. Mm -hmm. Embracing how weird it is. And uh, that is it. I, once again, I'd like to thank my friend uh, Steph DeWagoner for doing this with me. You can catch us both in uh, at uh, CSC Houston. Uh, we perform, uh, the, uh, the troupe performs weekly. And just check the schedule, cscHouston.com, to see if you are living in Houston or visiting Houston. What is your... He's snoring. Wow. <laughs> I, can't, I have two adorable Pomeranians here with us that are being very well They're behaved. They're being very well behaved. And one of them's snoring. Yes. And I'll take that over barking people, any day. Do people ever contact you or message you about Dianacroy content that you're not aware of? I feel like you have taken a deep dive. I have, yes. Somebody contacted me. I did the, the uh, Lily Tomlin episode uh, of SNL. And apparently Dan and Lily did a movie together, which I did not know of. And wh- whose name is escaping me right now. But that was brought to my attention. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yes, so check us out at CSEHouston.com. Scott's a, a headlining comic around the country, so you can always go to ScottyBlanco.com. And uh, that's it. 
a shorter episode, but we got more out of this episode than I thought we would. Once again, I would like to thank Steph DeWagoner for doing this me, and we'll see you all here next time on the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. (laughs) To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. All right. Thank you very much. Before I say goodnight to Dan, I want to mention the House of Blues Club that is uh, going to be opening in New Orleans. There's one in Cambridge and one here on Sunset. Right. Sunset and Olive right across from the Comedy Store. uh, And uh, it's going to be fantastic. Music, blues, food. Great. All right. Thanks for coming. Tomorrow night. Dave Thomas, the potato chip lady, Myrtle Young, basketball pro, A.C. Green. Uh, we ran a little bit long, so we're going to have uh, Lauren Tom back from the Joy Luck Club back on, uh, I guess, what, Thursday night. It'd be good. Good. Thanks, Dan. You bet, man. has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast. The Tonight Show. Movie star George Clooney. Oh, he's good. Comedian Dave Chappelle. He's funny. Like him. And musician Harry Connick Jr. Wow, what a show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Chevy. Oh, God, Brian, we messed up bad. We messed up real bad. 